Hey, worship leaders, teams, and friends, thank you so much for subscribing to the Worship Team Training Podcast here on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and elsewhere. Thank you so much for following us. We are stoked that you are here, and we have some things for you about your rehearsal for your worship teams because we know that this is a hot button for many of you worship leaders, musicians, and singers, and we want to help you to do your best with your church. And if you want your rehearsals to be effective, you want your practice time to be effective, then you need to sign up at WTTU.co. We have great, great content going on with a great rate that you can be locked in forever. As we add more content, we always increase the education factor. We increase the skill factor. We increase the spiritual factor. And you're getting more and more content on top of everything else at a low cost that will never change. So I invite you to go check out WTTU.co slash enroll. And if you do that, I will also throw in some special free download albums for you. And we thank you so much for checking out Worship Team Training University. So now let's talk about your rehearsals. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what is up, Worship Team Training? How are you guys? Great to see you here, Brandon Dempsey. Thanks so much for coming back here on our Tuesday show. How are you today? And uh, man, we are going to be talking about rehearsals. We got all the stuff lined up and so glad that you guys are here. We have Michelle Ruiz, which is our, she's our guest for today, local worship leader from South Texas. We're going to be hearing from her and just on Memento, and if you guys are just hanging on a second, and we want to go over what's been happening this week. So glad that you guys are here, and I'm so grateful that we have Michelle here in just a second. And we are talking about better band rehearsals, and how do you make your rehearsals better? How do you make them? Uh, I'm just kind of just in the camera. Sorry about that. How do you make your rehearsals and what you do something that is more prepared for your team? And how do you make the rehearsals something that is better for you? Because I spoke with many worship leaders, one in particular from yesterday, that she was not too confident in the way that rehearsals are held. It could be by the way that your people prepare or lack of prepare for their rehearsals. I asked another worship leader, and I got this response. Ugh. There wasn't even an answer to that. It was more of a, do I have to answer that question kind of response. So that's what we're here to talk about today. So guys, thanks so much for joining us. We ask if you would swipe and invite, let everybody know what is up by sharing this out on all Facebook Live to your friends. Thanks so much, Facebook Live, for coming in. Periscope people, thanks so much. If you would, share and swipe and invite this out to all your followers as well. And be sure to like us and follow us here on Worship Team Training as you're watching by Periscope and Facebook Live. Again, my name is Brandon Dempsey, and I'm a follower of Jesus, CEO of WorshipTeamTraining.com. And what do we do? Exactly. Come to you and work with you and your worship team on a Friday or on a Saturday. We also do mentoring. If you're a worship leader in need of some mentorship, we provide that. All you need to do is go back to worshipteamtraining.com and find both our workshops 
and our mentoring. You can find both those pages right there. Be sure to check out Worship Team Training University as we have some awesome, our awesome members coming in right now watching both on Periscope Live. What's up, Terry? And also on Facebook Live. And we ask that you guys would join us every Tuesday as we do broadcasts like this at 11 a.m. But you get more insider stuff when you become a member of Worship Team Training University. You get more access to 800 plus fresh articles and also videos that we have out that we roll every week. Also, a new thing that we do called Daily Train, informative and tip videos on worship leading, uh, band work, vocal work, you name it, as well as you get insider interviews like this coming Thursday. You don't want to miss Grant Norsworthy, who is coming. He is with Lifeway Publishing. He also works with worship teams, and you don't want to miss him. He's got some great insider information about how to better your rehearsals. And if you're a member, you're actually reading his article for today on Tuesday, and I got that link up. Uh, also, don't miss next Thursday. We have John Irwin, who's going to be – he is the uh, producing director for the movie I Can Only Imagine, uh, the Bart Millard story. So you don't want to miss that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And also – so do you need a job, worship leader? Well, if you do, you want to join us for our next webinar with none other than Sally Morgenthaler. That is going to be on the 21st of March at 12 p.m. Central. Be sure to sign up for that as the registration links will go up later this week. And John Irwin is going to be next Thursday at 11 a.m. So let's get right to our uh, interview today and talking about bettering our worship band rehearsals. Because as you know, as worship leaders, we struggle with them. Do you find yourself frustrated? Do you find yourself uh, where you're thinking this could be more efficient or this needs to get better <laughs> before Sunday happens? You're not alone. So today we're going to be talking about how to... Uh, better the excellent factor, but really more about bettering uh, the way that you lead as a leader for your rehearsal. So let's get to our guest. We have Michelle Ruiz. Michelle is a worship leader down in South Texas. We're going to hear a bit from her. She's been with us before, and she also is a member here on Worship Team Training University, and it's great to have her today. Everybody, please welcome Michelle Ruiz. How are you, Michelle? Thanks, Brandon. I'm doing well. Awesome. It's great to have you again today. How are you? How are you? It's going, it's going very busy with, uh, you know, doing the worship leader thing and also the work thing, the mom thing, everything. Everything. <laughs> but it's going well. I know. And then, and then we have to leave Sundays on top of that, right? Right. Awesome. All right. So tell us, Michelle, and uh, we invite you guys to, as we're conducting uh, uh, this for you, we ask that you would, I didn't say this at the very top, I'm sorry, if you're brand new and this is your first time watching, please leave us your name, enter your name in the city or country where you're from, say what's up because we're happy that you're here. Michelle um, and others, if you have questions, go ahead and type them in the comment box window, not not you, Michelle, but all of our viewers if you would. And if you're listening to the playback, our iTunes, iHeartRadio listeners, thanks so much again for subscribing. Uh, Michelle, tell us about the church, where you're at, what you're doing, where you're from, all that good stuff. Well, I'm at a church. It's a small church, um, pretty much less than 100 on a Sunday, somewhere between 65 to 95 on a Sunday, uh, maybe at 100, 115 on Easter. Um, but it's it's going well. The team has uh, changed since the last time I spoke. We've kind of done a full-time, part-time kind of PRN-type scheduling. So um, pretty much most of the weeks it's a little bit different. Um, 
for for the church, and and I'm I'm pretty satisfied with it. Um, it's something different, but I I can feel that God is moving through it and allowing us to to work something through this and show that He can show up when so and so is on there and show up when so and so isn't, yeah. and uh, that it's a God thing and it's not an individual person thing or even a, you know me thing. Awesome. And then oh, again, and then again, what city? Uh, it's in Donna, Texas. It's a very, very small town, but we're very right at the very tip, pretty much of, of Texas, right before you get to the the Mexico border. Yeah, so you're like right on the edge. Right. All right. So, our one one question that we all that most of us may want to know right now: Are any of your own worship team members watching this broadcast? Um, I don't think so. Everyone's either in school or working, so maybe a right. playback or something later. Okay, so we're going to be careful. All right, <laughs> we're, we're going to be careful of what we say because <laughs> I have. Okay, maybe maybe it's better that they hear it. <laughs> so, so, I love that. I love that. Sometimes we have guys when they come on, they ask me, "Hey, would my pastor be watching?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. Just watch what you say." You know, <laughs> so. Um, Anyway, so let's jump right into it. So what, Michelle, what bothers you about rehearsals? What bothers you? bothers me, I guess the biggest um, thing would be not showing up prepared for rehearsal, uh, for treating rehearsal like a practice. Um, It's just very difficult. Um, it, it just takes up a lot of time, you know, especially when you're trying to move in new songs that you want to work on, but you're still trying to work through older songs because people aren't taking the necessary steps to prepare on their own. That's probably one of the, the biggest frustrating things because it's, it eats up so much time. Hmm. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think people or worship team members don't come prepared? Honestly, um, I think it's a couple of things, whether it's whether they don't take it as seriously or another thing, maybe that they just have this um, mentality that they've got it, that they that they've listened to it and that they can they can get through it. They can wing it. Um, Another thing I would think is probably. just the fact that that it's just not a priority um the time management of other things may be um just something where they struggle where um, they're not just setting out that time to just manage their time well enough to get a you know a couple practices in before um rehearsal Mm. so um do you think the statement on our on our banner that we put up for for this show, our title, uh, it says that rehearsal time is not practice time. Do you find that to be true in your case or with maybe most other worship teams? Um, I mean, I, I wish that that was true as far as practice time not being um, – I mean, rehearsal time not being practice time, but I think that the majority of people do have that going on because we see it. We've gone over it. I I know that you've interviewed somebody else, and it seems to be kind of a trend um, thing that's going on. So I believe that it is something that, you know, continues to uh, eat up time of worship teams everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Exactly. So um, when we when we get right down to it, you know, what are some of the things then that you would change about your rehearsal? Um. Well, I think being open with the team. I know a while back you had somebody on and, and you talked to them about the amount of time that they spend on just one song. Right. And that right. Um, a two-hour worship practice is just – or rehearsal is way too long and that the, you know they should only be spending so much time. And so I've actually talked to the team about that. Wow. I've said, you know, we uh, our songs, the time that we're spending on songs, it should be, you know – I know you said somewhere, I think I want to say like five to seven minutes. And I was right. like, if we can hit 10 minutes, then we're at least making progress. You That's know? awesome. Um, and so I've mentioned stuff like that to them, but um, it's just, it's a little tough. Um, I guess being direct um, with that, I've had to throw out a song one week. I just said, we're not there yet. Um, you know, it, it shows that, we weren't prepared for this, um, so I'm going to have to take out this song, and um, wow. and we're going to have to put in a different song on Sunday, or just go with three songs or however many because we just weren't ready. And and I I was kind of bummed about it because then you do have some people who did prepare or who do prepare, and then there's others that don't, and so then they feel like the time that they spent preparing just goes to waste or it can be discouraging so um i just try to use it to just teach the team like look we need to come prepared we need to come with uh you know an expectancy to be able to just worship when we're at rehearsal um and not be so stuck on what we're what we're rehearsing wow this, this, my friends, is a good student, okay? That's awesome. <laughs> so what I want to know is when you said those words to your team and said, hey, I don't think we're ready for this. Hey, I think we need to pull back. What was their response? Um, I mean, people really didn't say much. I think there were a couple, you know, heads maybe held down or um, sometimes I just wonder, like, is this getting through or is it going over your head or are people not taking, you know, accountability for it and thinking it's for the person next to them or something like that. So um, what I've kind of tried to do is incorporate like um, sometimes like a one on one, hmm. like five minutes before rehearsal where, you know, um, I just kind of try to be a little more direct with team members and say, look, this is where you're having some weak areas and this is where you have some strengths and this is what I have a goal for you. Like that's, you know, one to three months to say six months or the whole year. So I feel like meeting the one-on-one meetings is, is a little bit easier to be a, a little more direct because you're not doing it in front of the team. Wow. Do and, uh, you can... and go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just I'm impressed. I mean, you rock this. This is like, you know, normally, you know, worship leaders would not say half the things. Um, Man, we just lost her connection. But um, we'll let Michelle come right back on in a second as she reestablishes connection. Um, What I was going to say is that 
most of you worship leaders out there, what's your response to this? I mean, would you go to your team and say, hey, I don't think we're ready for this. Hey, I don't think that this is really up to par um, or maybe we need to scale back. I know some worship leaders that would have a difficulty in saying those words because it could be various reasons. They don't want to let anybody down. Uh, Maybe they don't want to let themselves down. Maybe there's a another factor involved that you know they don't want to appear uh, less efficient. So, what do you guys say to that? Let me just ask you on Periscope Facebook Live. If you guys would go ahead and comment and let us know what's up there. Um, I think Michelle's incredible, and I'm so sorry that we lost her connection with with our video right now. But hopefully, she'll come back. Uh, we'll see what's going on. Um, he knows. But let me just ask that of you guys because I want to have Michelle back again. The whole idea is that we have to, you have to be in a loving way like what Michelle said direct. I think that's the most awesome positive approach that she said. Don't do it in front of the group. Pull them to the side and ask them, hey, you know, what's going on with you as far as, you know, this could be a person that maybe prepares um, often, or it could be, and this seems to be the case with a lot of worship leaders, is that they have the same person, right? You have the same person that just does not prepare every week. You know who they are. Even as I'm talking right now, their name is like burning in your brain. I know it. So what do you say to that person? How do you approach them? Because it could be a difficult thing. I spoke with a worship leader yesterday. In fact, it's one. Okay, Terry says this. If a song we're rehearsing isn't clicking, we move on to the next song, prepared or not. I love that. Terry, that's awesome, dude. Terry is one of our fantastic members in our university program. Shout out to you, brother. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be bold and just say, hey, you know, this is not working. We need to move on. Uh, let's see if maybe she's coming back. We don't know. But, you know, The worship leader I spoke with yesterday, in fact, this is a worship leader that we're coming to her town to do a workshop in Cincinnati. And I had asked that very question, and she said, well, you know, I just hope that the the idea – it looks like we're not getting the video feedback. But uh, she said that the whole idea is that I don't think that we are really um, progressing. We're not really progressing with our musicians because um, they're not – coming prepared and i had asked well you know do you speak into them and about preparing and and the uh, the response was well i just hope that maybe that they catch on you know i hope that they catch on and uh neil thanks so much neil says this on facebook live thanks brother he says you also have to be the example want you want the team to follow and make sure that you set the expectations up front Thanks for that, Neil. I need to have you on, brother. That was great. I need to have you back for a show. Neil has been with us here at Worst Team Training. Uh, thanks so much for your kind words. And speaking of Michelle, we're going to have her back, so not to worry. Uh, we will have Michelle back for a show. So, But we want to continue this dialogue. And again, I invite you guys to ask your questions. Put them in the comment window box. We'll go a little bit long. And also, if you're listening by Facebook Live, um, well, let's say rather iTunes or iHeartRadio, let us know what's up as well because you can respond to those comment box windows also. So, yeah, you have to be the example. I love that, Neil. Thank you for that. Uh, Terry is bold to just come up and say, hey, prepared or not. Uh, and absolutely, you got to set the example, myself included. When I rehearsed with my worship team, even last week, I mean, I wasn't. 
as great or it was, yeah, it was last week. I wasn't as great on one of my solos, so I just asked for my other guitar player to play it. Now, it wasn't a really critical part, but it was effective for the team that it had to be there. So, you know, did we need to play it? You know, we could get by without it. But, you know, I think when you delegate to your team members and they're prepared, they can do it. So Dave, our guitar player, pulled it off with no sweat. For me, it wasn't a priority for me to play that part because I had other, you know, things going on for me to lead and to watch singers and other uh, musical parts that were happening. So, but the other solos that I had to prepare for, you bet, I had to nail it. I had to be on point. In fact, what we're doing now is I'm starting to record some of our rehearsals. I'm starting to record some of our Sundays just for study purposes. And I think that's a really good idea. I know that a lot of worship teams, you guys already do that. Some don't. Some may be afraid. But it serves as a good mirror. And this is what I was talking about with our own members on our university program and I did one episode just to instill that knowledge of, you know, start rehearsing by recording. Because the more you do that, you start seeing the imperfections. You start seeing some of the things that you know that you can fix. But um, even this article, uh, this week's article that was written by Grant. Grant, thanks so much again for providing this article. We're going to have him on this coming Thursday in two days at 11 a.m. Central. And, you know, he lists some really good band rehearsal tips. Um, you know, some of them have to do with our leadership being the, being the example. And that's like what our, our brother was saying right here Um Neil, uh, Terry asked this question. Thanks, Terry. How do you handle young musicians, horn players who want to play but only read? I teach by ear. That's a great question. Um, a lot of worship teams don't have a horn section. So let's apply this. Michelle, what's up? She just joined us on Periscope. Uh, Michelle, I'm sorry we couldn't get your feed working, but we'll get you back. So no sweat. It's all good. But she's here with us. And Michelle, if you want to insert some points, on the comment box, please do that right now. So that way, at least we can get some more of your feedback, Michelle. That'd be great. Addressing Terry's question, how do you help musicians? And I'm going to expand on this a little bit. He asked about horn players. How do you help them when they read music, but you as a worship leader, you don't? Okay, that's a very fair question. That can be applied to any musician. I say, number one, uh, there's a lot of great companies out there. I can think of Praise Charts being one of them. And uh, that's a company that I have worked for for a good while, a good number of years. And Praise Charts, if you learn to line up parts and get them uh, orchestrations, get them individual parts that they can follow, that would be a great idea. You being the worship leader, maybe you don't learn, you don't know how to read music. Well, they put out chord charts. So if you have a chord chart that corresponds with one of the instrumental, let's say trombone part, saxophone part, or let's say you don't know how to read piano music, they got piano parts, then I would stick with charts that will fit with what they do. And at the same time, I would learn how to read music as best as possible. Now, it's not going to be overnight to learn how to read a sax part or trombone or whatever, but 
you know, a little bit goes a long way. So if you are a worship leader and you don't know much about reading music, well, number one, we teach that here at Worship Team Training University. We have downloadable charts and we have other things that you can look at to help guide you. But it's up to you by spending a little bit a day at a piano, learning where the E is, the C is on a treble, treble staff treble clef and understanding where that is in relation to the keyboard it will go a long way so i would start simple and i would also be up front and let your other musicians know hey i don't read music this is going to take me a little while to fit you in can you bear with me and can we work together so that way you're you're setting the expectation that you don't need to be the expert but you are learning and that's all good so i hope that helps terry uh, michelle if you would since you're watching this by periscope go ahead and let us know some of your other thoughts about what you would change and why in your worship team and as we're getting michelle going uh by she's um putting in her comments right now um some of the other things that i want to address about your rehearsals is make sure that when you say and grant talks about this in his rehearsal make sure that you say when you say seven o'clock it is downbeat seven o'clock if it is you're gathering the team at 6.30 or 6.45, then make it clear. I say to all of our musicians that, hey, we're going to meet at 6.30, our downbeat is 7 o'clock. So that way everybody knows. And what also helps us is that when we do start at 7 on the downbeat, if there's something that goes wrong, then we have time to allocate for that. Michelle says this, the more prepared I am, the smoother rehearsal will go. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Especially in the event when things go wrong. Um, look, that happens. And I think more often than not, as worship teams, you guys can you guys can contribute to this response. There are a lot of things that go wrong within a rehearsal. It can be anything from a sound system to projector to a microphone going out to an amplifier not working correctly. Um, all those things can happen. But when you're prepared as a musician, you can spend time addressing the issue, immediately getting it fixed. You can roll on with rehearsal. It's not like you have to learn the song on top of a sound issue. Okay, Michelle says this also. If I'm flustered with not knowing my stuff, it gets worse when others don't have their stuff ready. So I have to be prepared. Amen to that, Michelle. Absolutely. I've been in situations where I could not remember how the drum part went to a certain planet shaker song and i remember back to the old days uh naomi i know that you're watching right now what's up she's watching on facebook live one of my old drummers and i had to say to her hey let's not do the part because if you can't remember it i don't remember it it's not worth spending an extra 10 minutes in this rehearsal to try to get it nailed out and at that point i would say let's let the piano start the song or the guitar player start the song Michelle says this again. I've encouraged the team to make notes before rehearsal to at least know the flow of the song. That's a great point, Michelle. Yeah, just, you know, encourage your team to write or annotate if you're using like an iPad or a screen. Annotate up that screen. If you got a pencil, mark up that music and let them know hey, before rehearsal, the verse is going to be the first one is here before pre chorus, and then we have chorus, we have bridge. Um, what I do on Planning Center Online, let's say like, you know, I got my stuff right here. When I got my song one, two, three, underneath the song, I will put in there the 
of course the key is already automated, but I will also put the tempo. So like last week, we did nothing is impossible. So the BPM, the beats per minute, is going to be at 140. The verse 1 is going to be here. Chorus, I put a C. Verse 2, here. Pre-chorus, so forth. So that way, throughout every song, they have a form of how the song goes. And what's also great is that we have a projectionist that works with it as well. So when they get the lyrics at the two weeks ahead of time, the projectionist already knows how the song is going to be ordered. But what's also cool is that when we do the song in rehearsal and the operator who's running the lyrics, they know as well by looking at the form inside planning center uh, if we need to make a correction or if we're on track with verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, so forth. And the band has the same thing. they got a roadmap. So that right there, my friends, um, I ask, you know, and, and Victor, I'm going to get to you in a second. What's up, Naomi? She says hello. Um, all right, so let me go back and go through all of these answers, questions that we have. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Victor says this, YouTube tutorials and covers help out a lot when learning a new song. Amen to that. Thanks for that, Victor. And also, you can find a lot of this content on WTTU.co because we have a lot of tutorials about how to play through a song. I did that last Thursday on both guitar and keyboard, so that's good. Uh, what's up, Naomi? Uh, Neil says this, learn how to line up your chord charts to the bar numbers on the sheet music. That's huge. Thanks for that. Yeah, because when you get your chord charts, for it, regardless from CCLI, uh, I'm not sure about price charts, but any other place, you want to make sure that uh, whoever is reading a lead sheet or piano music or what have you, that you have those number bars, okay? And if you, yes, if you're a worship leader and you don't know how to read music, no excuse. Learn how those bars are numbered and then write them out so that everybody's on the same page. Great, 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 great. Um, Abigail, what's up? One of our other members, she says this, sing to him a new song, play skillfully, shout for joy. That comes from Psalm 33, 3. Yes. She says, I remind my team that God expects us to practice and rehearse and perfect our music since he gave us our talents and to use him for his glory. Amen. Abigail, thanks so much for that. Yes, it is all about being prepared. If you listen back to... Um, our word of the week, we just released that episode on iTunes and iHeartRadio. If you haven't subscribed yet, please go to our iTunes. That's at um, a Worship Team Training Podcast. You'll find it there. We ask that you do those things because every week I put out what's called the word of the week. And I actually address that topic. And you can find that on um, iTunes and iHeartRadio. Um, that, yes, we have to invest and what God gave us because what it comes down to is what is his return? If God gave us that talent, he gave us that skill, and it's our responsibility as a worship team member, as an audio tech, you're projecting lyrics, you're putting the songs together, you're the pastor, you're the worship leader. It doesn't matter. What matters is how are you investing in what he gave you and what is God's return? Okay, that's the whole key point. And that's really the whole point of when we come together to rehearse anyway, right? I mean, we have the nuts and bolts of how things should be done, but practice time needs to be at home. I addressed that issue last week. And when you come together this week to rehearse, and as we're going to hear more about this from Grant Norsworthy, you have to implement the good things that you practiced at home. It's not 
Now's the time because it's rehearsal. Now's the time to learn music. Um, when I hear that every now and then, that word slips out, practice. When I talk to my own band members and they say to me, hey, Brandon, yeah, I'll be there for practice. And I correct them. You can ask them. And I'll say, no, it's rehearsal, not practice. <laughs> because little little bits of nuances, they go a long way. And if you can coach your team every week of, hey, guys, this is rehearsal. Or if it's Sunday morning, hey, this is not rehearsal. This is run through. You know, start using words and your and, and change up your vocabulary so that way it identifies with people very quickly that hey, this is what it is. This this is not practice time. It, it bears a certain responsibility. And I want to go back real quick to something that Michelle said, which I found that was very important. Um, when you are working with your team. Um, make make sure that as you're setting out things for the week and when they come to rehearsal that you are reminding them that this is a team effort and it this is all about you putting in your 110 percent it's not about you showing up and just giving the leftovers i mean do you do that for god each week when you show up um why is it that rehearsal seems to be the last thought and we don't take it seriously. When you look around the rest of the church, such as – I mean I've given this example many times, but let's say you're going to be leading a Bible study and the pastor asks you to do that. Or the children's minister asks you to prepare a lesson or to be a volunteer for the three- to five-year-olds. You know, How do you take that responsibility? Um, for me, if the pastor asks me to teach a class – or if I'm expected to lead something else in the church, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on time. I'm going to have my stuff down and prepared ready. So why is it when it comes to worship team, why is it then that we get this excuse? And I know this happens with all other ministries as well, youth included. But why is it that it's an afterthought? Well, it's just worship or it's just my worship team. They'll understand. Or I don't have to work as hard because, I mean, I've been playing music for 35 years, and this is old hat for me. Okay, well, let's stop right there because here's the reality that you are setting an example. And when you say that this is not as important, that's what you're telling the whole team. You're actually putting a value of zero on the rest of the worship ministry when you say this is not important or I don't need to rehearse my own music. Whether you speak it or not, your actions say everything. So when you show up late every ten, you know, every week, ten minutes, thirty minutes late every week, you're saying to your team, "You are not important." I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. Now, if you come from a job and maybe you're late every week, well, then communicate that to your worship team. If you are held up every week because of some other circumstance, then communicate that to your worship leader and let them know, hey, every week I got this going on and I'm trying to get out from work as best as I can. You know, at least they know. So be responsible. Be a responsible team member and know that it's not just about you holding your commitment to God with what he's invested in you, but it's also living and walking it out as a worship team member and as a leader. So take your role seriously. Uh, we're going to hear a lot more about this from Grant. I can't wait. Be sure to join us this coming Thursday at 11 a.m. Uh, Michelle asked this uh, one, ask, one last question. She says, how do you address a teammate 
when they ask a question about something that is a sign of lack of preparation. <laughs> oh my goodness, you just opened the can on that one. Thank you, Michelle. Now I have the honest duty and sincere thrill of answering that question. What do you do when a worship team member asks a question and you know they're not prepared, right? And they ask it anyway. So it's kind of like, maybe this is an example. You have a keyboard player. Hey, um, Brandon, um, when I was going through the song at home, I couldn't remember how to play that A2 chord. And they just kind of say it with that emphasis like, come on, can you give me the answer? My response, what I would be, what I would say is, well, how did that go for you at home? Did you really look at that chord and how that, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure that as you ran through that song that you probably remembered how that happened earlier in the verse. If you're trying to ask me how that is played in the chorus, you know, you want to flip the question back around on them. Um, you know, not you don't want to be smart, but you want to you want to lovingly remind them in front of the group. Hey, remember, you know, by running through your rehearsal by at, at, at home, by running through your practice time at home, um, then you would be reminded that, you know, the verse goes like this, the chorus like that, uh, maybe saying it in a different way. If somebody asks you a question, just say, hey, that's good. That's a great question. Um, you can even say this, hey, how about we answer that after rehearsal? That's another good way. So that way you're not having to stop the band and take more time. Another good response would be, hey, I understand your point and you're trying to ask me about how this goes. You know, um, and you could take that moment to remind the whole group, hey, guys, remember uh, what the pianist just brought up about that one question. It's good for all of us to be reminded spending time at home and practicing is going to go a long way. Something simple like that. So never chastise the person. Never call them out. Never say, no, you're wrong. None of that stuff. Or you should have done this. No, because you're going to lose team members before Sunday and you need them to lead worship. You want to value your people. And you want to look at this as an opportunity as well. I'm going to close up by saying this. Good, Michelle. Thank you. Um, I want to close up by saying this. Don't look at your worship team members as a way to throw daggers at rehearsal. Don't look at your worship team members as a, oh, man, they should have practiced. And, oh, they're really, you know, it's, or you can have this response. Well, they're just going to mess up. It's their, it's their fault. Don't look at them that way. Look, all of us need help, and you have to be reminded that your worship team, they are a ministry, and they need your help. No, you may not be the best musician in the world that you can think of to compare yourself to, which you shouldn't be doing that anyway, but you need to look at your worship team as an opportunity. You need to look at them as an opportunity for growth and to build into them. Take the time to remind them, hey, guys, this is good for you to rehearse. I mean, I know it's frustrating when your drummer shows up and they're not playing to the click because they didn't practice or they didn't show up at all or they didn't show up with their music. I know. But this is where ministry comes into play, where you got to come alongside them and say, hey, like my drummer, you know, his name is Joel. Hey, Joel, why is it that, you know, or can you tell me what can I help you with in, in your practice time? Build into them. If it's public, you know, remind them, hey, guys, this is important because the music is not just for ourselves. This is for the entire church. Or this is how you are saying to the church that worship is important. And when we – and use that word, we, so you're not pointing the finger. Say, when we show up unprepared – 
then it may, it may come across to others that we're not serious about God or serious about his worship. And I'll tell you, I've had many worship team members come up to me afterwards and they've said, hey, you know, that was tough to hear, Brandon, but thank you for saying that because I'm one of those and I know I need to, I really need to step up my game. You know, or I've had worship team members, I've had, I've had choir members come up to me just mad because I said, hey, we, and they would come up and just say, you know, that really bothered me, Brandon, when you said that. And I just asked the question, well, why? Why, why did that bother you? Tell me. And then come to find out when they kind of come down, they calm down. Then they tell me, well, Brandon, you know what? The only person I really need to be mad at is myself because I'm the one. It's not you. I'm the one who didn't practice. So there you have it. But you got to remember you're dealing with people. You're dealing more with people than you are with music. And if you can jump over the hurdles of dealing with relationships, if you can move through those dynamics of learning how to guide people, then your rehearsals are going to go so much smoother because then you're at that level where you can work with them. And it's not a big deal. Like I can walk up to any of our guitar players and say, hey, you really need to spend more time on the eight bars of this intro of the song or the eight measures of this bridge and they're like okay great i'll look at it i say to my band every week hey guys make sure for next week you're looking at you know um you're looking at uh, God, You Are My God from Elevation Worship. Uh, make sure that you're looking at this new Hezekiah Walker song. Make sure that you have this prepared for next week. I remind them that on Sunday. So that way they have it in their heads throughout the week. Put an email on Planning Center Online. I put the new songs at the very bottom. I mean, there's many things that you can do, but you can never, sometimes you can never come, uh, uh, you can never counter the other person when maybe it's just their mindset of just not checking all the time, not being prepared. That's when you got to reach out. That's when you got to pull into the side privately. Hey, how can I help you? Do it that way. Spin it around and always, always show them in love. All right. So guys, hey, thanks for joining us today. Remember, you don't want to miss Grant Norsworthy this Thursday at 11 a.m. You got to become a member at WTTU.co. You get unlimited webinars. You get 800 articles and videos. You also get daily, weekly videos like this that are just private only just for you about Stuff on guitar, vocal, worship leading, piano, whatever. Also, you get new access to courses that we're creating this spring that are exclusive. You can only find here at Worship Team Training University. So, guys, check our calendar. Go to wttu.co slash events to see what's coming up and what's new. Don't miss the worship leader. Get a job. Do you need a job? By Sally Morgenthaler coming up in two weeks. We'll have the registration link coming up soon. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We love you. And always remember, uh, it's not your job to be perfect. Just like God transformed the way that you live life and the way that you lead worship. We'll see you back this coming Thursday or this coming Tuesday at 11 a.m. See you soon. Have a great one. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.